Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome back to Fine Wine. Today, we are going to talk about overstimulation as a mother, as a parent. Overstimulation can be like so many things. Mm-hmm. Like it can be, it could stem from so many things. And like yeah. for me personally, it's always the noise. Oh my God, the noise. The noise, the crying the whining like even if it's like eh, like i mean just like the slightest noise and tip then me over the edge and then i have three dogs and it's like the clicking of their feet like yeah, i don't what the fuck were you guys thinking kids and three dogs oh, you're out of your goddamn mind we weren't thinking that's the problem <laughs> you're gonna come to learn that like psyched mommy is probably one of my favorite people on the internet sometimes um psyched mommy and then what's that other one mommy cusses or something like that oh yeah that is Mm -hmm. top tier um but the posts that i have that i'm gonna read off are from psyched mommy and this is about motherhood being overstimulating the first one says what's that smell i can't find the source of it and it's driving me up the wall i don't feel like i typically have a smell overstimulation I do think that, like, when I smell a shit diaper, I'm like, ugh, and, yeah. you know, like, another yeah. thing. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I get overstimulated with smells either. Yeah. Um, I can't take a call when all I hear is my kids arguing in the background. That's the worst. Like, if I get a f- an important phone call, like, if my boss calls me or, like, it's just an important phone call that I need to take and I need to be able to hear and my kids are crying in the background. Yeah. I actually just had um, – a meeting like the other day and it was just a phone call and Alessi like was watching her iPad in the playroom. I had her all set up with a snack and everything because I was like, I'm prepared. I got this shit. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she heard the phone ring, she's in there, mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's impossible. Yeah. When I was looking for a new job because I was leaving T-Mobile, I would try to do interviews with the and like Aaron works during the day, so like of course I'm doing the interviews at home by myself during the day, and I have all four or five of the kids depending on the day. I would have to like make sure everybody was laying down for a nap, and then try to go downstairs. I would be in an interview, like a Zoom interview, and the babies would be upstairs screaming their heads off, and it would just stress me out so bad. I would be so. And even if they can't hear it, you can hear. I it. I can hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. I can't unsee the mess in my home. This is so random, but I feel like people that see your life like on social media or um just like visitors that come to see you Mm -hmm. they're like oh your house is so beautiful or um you know like it's so clean it's put together before you got here but then i notice every little scuff mark the dog hair on Mm -hmm. the floor Mm -hmm. everything there's dishes in the sink there's toys somewhere and most of the time when somebody comes into my house i'm like I'm so sorry it's so messy, and they're like... What are you even talking about? They're like, you should see my house. And I'm like, okay, it's not a competition, Karen. <laughs> oh, um, next one says, there are toys scattered everywhere, and I can't ignore it. So my playroom, like, I like the way that your house is, how the playroom is, like, sectioned off into, like, a whole different room. My house is, you walk through the front door, there's the living room. And then attached to the living room, in between the living room and the dining room, is our playroom. And so, like, to get to the dining room, yeah, you can take the other way and go into the kitchen to get to the dining room. But 
it's easier to just go from the living room to the playroom to the dining room. So there's toys everywhere because they never clean that shit up. Or if they do clean it up, they're just right back in it and it gets a mess again. That's something that really bothers me, toys, just wherever. Um, And I know kids will be kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've always heard that. And that is like a clear like boundary that I've set with my kids. And come at me. Think whatever you want. But when toys leave the playroom and I hear them come into the room, like you said, they're sec- the playroom is sectioned off. Mm-hmm. So when I hear them bringing the toys, I'm like, nope, nope, take them back. I'm like, toys do not come out of the playroom. You have a big-ass playroom, and you're going to keep all of your toys in there. Mm-hmm. And that's just a boundary that I set with yeah. them. And even my, you know, my youngest, like, he knows, like, if I say put it back, he's putting it back. <laughs> like, he knows. <laughs> And I don't, you know, that's something that I had to set from the beginning because I don't like mess. Yeah. And I mean, you can say, like, people will judge me for that, I'm sure. But it's like. It's your fucking house. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. And I do have to live there. And it's a mess all the time. So. Okay. Next one says, I'm having a hard time focusing with all of the stimulating sounds. Yeah. I can't read a book if my kids are awake. I have to wait until they go to bed because I. Mommy? 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 Yeah. Mommy, can I have the iPad? Mommy, can I use the iPad? Mommy, the iPad. iPad's not working. I hear iPad so many times in my day from all of the kids that I literally sometimes want to take the iPad and just break it because leave me alone about the fucking iPad, especially Mila. She's the worst. If the fire tablets did not have that silicone case on them, (laughs) um, we'd be out a lot of iPads (laughs) because I've thrown those iPads and we just got fuzz one like last week and it's probably gotten thrown like five times. Um, I don't do well with that. Yeah. Um, and noise. I mean, I've, the noise I've kind of blocked out at this point. I had to actually, we had somebody come over because our neighbor's going to be like feeding our fish when we're gone. And so she came over and they were trying to have a conversation with us and you hear Miss Rachel in the background and like I didn't even notice until I saw her like looking around and like getting distracted mm-hmm. and I was noticing her getting overstimulated yeah. and yeah. then I was like oh shit let me turn the TV off because you hear kids running around, Alessi was laughing, Fuzz was crying, Miss <laughs> Rachel was singing. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot going on, but I didn't notice it. Yeah. So I feel like at this point I've like you tune it out. Yeah, because yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to be physically close to me, and I just need a bit of space. Oh my gosh, Ezra is such a mommy's boy. He will like. I sometimes feel like he would crawl into my skin if he could. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. Just about wants Ford. to be close. Wants to. And, like, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I love you, and I don't get to see you a lot during the week. And, yes, yeah, give me a hug. Give me a kiss. Get away from me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I – that is my biggest pet peeve right now um, in this stage of life. Actually, I shouldn't say biggest, but it's one of my top. (laughs) Um, Just the constant crawling on me. Like, I can't sit on the couch without a kid immediately climbing on me. yes. This list goes over – this is another psyched mommy list, and it says I'm overstimulated more than ever since becoming a mom. And this says the opportunities to recharge seem few and far between. I can't stay on top of the things that used to make me feel accomplished. It feels like people have access to me 24-7. I'm with my children day and night without breaks. I'm the default parent, and it's wearing on me. And I don't have access to my support people. 
I definitely can relate to being the default parent and like we've we've yeah we've covered this we've had an episode on this and it wasn't a pretty one. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of feedback from that. When we started this podcast, man, we were just wilding out. We had no filter. <laughs> Actually, I had a filter. Heaven really didn't. I had to let some shit off my chest, man. <laughs> yeah. And I have people that still talk shit about that. And I'm like, that wasn't even me, okay? <laughs> it wasn't. But, yeah, um... We've moved on. Hello. (laughs) We're all good. We're not the default parents anymore. (laughs) It's exhausting to be the only parent. And I am a stay-at-home mom. I do work from home. I am the sole caretaker. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, my husband knows that this is how it is and Mm -hmm. we talk about this, but... I'm all, I'm also okay with it at times because I know that I took on the role to be a stay-at-home mom. Right. Um, so I know that he's going out and working 10, 12-hour days, sometimes longer, and I am the person that's at home, and that's the position that I took on. Um, but yesterday he came home, and he was like, hey, I'm going to take the kids out, and he took them out, and I got to get a shit ton done. And it was really nice because I had the peace and quiet of the house and I got to just sit and do what I needed to do. But also, like, it was silent and that's Mm -hmm. all I could really ask for. Um, I didn't have anybody climbing on me. And so it was, it was, it was a moment. It was nice. It was peaceful. And I told him today, I'm like, I need that more often. I do. And he's like, okay, you know. If that's what I can do, like, once or twice a week for you to help make it easier, then that's what I'll do. And I feel like that is such a simple thing for mm-hmm. your partner to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. yeah. What can you do to combat overstimulation and sensory overload in motherhood? This is from diaryofanhonestmom.com. All right, honest mom. Please do us better than Fit Mom did, <laughs> yes. okay? Because Fit Mom had <laughs> Fit me mom fucked was up. all over the place. <laughs> um, schedule your day with less. So we're already off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> how would you like me to do that? Um, I don't know how that's possible because I feel like I have... Put our kids in the box. They got to go in the box. Yeah. Don't unlock it. Um, I I feel like my days are so jam-packed, but then when I look at my days at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I really do? What I did kept, I accomplish? I kept the humans alive, mm-hmm. and that is good enough in itself, <laughs> to be honest. If they get to live to see another day. Then I know I'm doing a good job. <laughs> Quit multitasking. Well, what is this? I actually feel like that's a good one. I... I feel like... Let me hear your... your... Okay. I am the kind of person that, like, needs to get everything done. Like, and when I say everything, I mean everything. Like, I feel so overwhelmed if I have a list of things to do and I get one or two things done. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I have so much more to do. I cannot function. Like, if my house is a mess... And I have to do laundry, and I have to take the trash out, and there's a whole list. I cannot function until it's done. So I see it from that side of things, 
when I heard quit multitasking, I'm thinking of multitasking as me holding a crying baby in one hand and trying to help a toddler with the other. Okay. That is the multitasking I was thinking of, and there's no way for me to quit that. So let's see what it says. Uh, the problem is that when we multitask, our attention is divided, which means our sensory processing is divided too. This leaves a very small window for any other input. My mom says that humans are not meant to multitask. I don't know where she read that at or where she got that information from, but... She got it from Diary of an Honest Mom. (laughs) She said that humans are not meant to multitask. I feel like as moms, we have to multitask. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's Mm -hmm. any room to... To not multitask. Yes, but I do think that it's okay to take a step back and not multitask Mm -hmm. as much. Yeah. But I don't think you can just up and quit. Yeah, I think if I didn't multitask sometimes, I would get more overstimulated. Number three, schedule and quiet time. See... 60 seconds of silence is all we get. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, I feel like when... It's so easy to say schedule and quiet time when you have a supportive partner and you have um, someone that's going to help you. Mm -hmm. And I won't say that I have an unsupportive partner, but like I said, I'm the sole parent and I'm the only one home most of the time. So it's kind of hard for me to like prioritize that. And like my kids, they sleep decent, but like there are some nights where like I can't get quiet time because I have teething babies or you know she's just off her fucking rocker Alessi is wild that's my home girl she's crazy she was awake I missed her (laughs) um yeah I I do get quiet time occasionally I will say um my quiet time is what is today Wednesday I get quiet time Wednesday nights and Thursday night Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights because the twins are at grandma's, and we love grandma. I get home from work. Sometimes the kids are already in bed. Mila's a night owl, so a lot of times she'll be awake. But I get home from work. I take a shower. Aaron's either on the game or he's in bed already. I get out of the shower. I get in bed, and it's just silent. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll watch Dateline. Sometimes I'll read a book. Or sometimes I'll take my ass to bed, but it is quiet, and that is the best time of my day. What I struggle with is knowing when I need to go to sleep, and, you know, because when everyone's sleeping, that's my peace. Yeah, yeah. That is time when I can I sit on my phone, yeah. or I can, you know, when I occasionally do read my self-help books, yeah. um, I can, you know... I can have that quiet time. It's hard because, like, you want to sleep. You want to catch up on your sleep. But you also want to appreciate the time while you have it because you don't have it often. And sometimes I'll find myself up till 3 in the morning because I'm just appreciating the quiet and the silence. And, like, it's time that I can maybe get something done or, like, just take time to myself. So I'll be up all night and then I regret it the next day. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're really tired in the morning. Have touch breaks. I don't... Yeah, don't touch me, kid. Yeah. I. This says, being touched out happens when moms are breastfeeding, bottle feeding, being needed, hugged, climbed on, played with to the point that they no longer wanted to be touched anymore by anyone. And we kind of touched on this, but 
There's there's absolutely no way that yeah, you can... Yeah, what do they want me to do? Cut my kids' arms off? Like, they're gonna, yeah. yeah. What? They're Stick needy. Stick them in a pocket yeah. and play? Like, I don't know. Mila and Ezra would climb out of that thing. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea how... How to stop that. Yeah. I There's no way. Sometimes if Alessi is getting too much and she she's really... I don't know why. She's really into pretending to be a cat right now. <laughs> no, I know. I know. She's... Meow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's strange, and it makes me embarrassed for her. <laughs> She's cute. I am embarrassed. Aw, um, poor Lessie. But CJ thinks it's so weird. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're not a fucking cat. I know. When I was over here the last time, he got so mad at her for meowing. And I'm he, like... He's really scared. The school's around here. Um, they have litter boxes in the bathrooms. and Excuse kids. Me? Kids identify as cats. So, like furries? Yes, that's exactly what it is. And um, so he's he's trying to like kick Prevent that to her the curb. from being a furry. Yeah. And I'm like, she's I've two, never she's heard three. of people having litter boxes in the schools. That's, I'm going to have to look into that. I yeah. knew furries were a thing. And it's that's really, an interesting community. It's really weird. And <laughs> I think I'm going to homeschool. But, but, anyways. If you're going to homeschool, you need to be homeschooling for all the freaking shootings that there are yeah that's no. a story for another day yeah we can i started crying like i don't want to talk about it okay. i don't want to talk right. about it all right we can literally do a whole nother episode yeah. but i'm too i'm too tired for that okay it's I'll, fine i'll cry <laughs> i did cry okay okay number five journal in the morning um there's something very peaceful about the idea of waking up and watching the sunrise and journaling and having a cup of coffee. But will that ever, will that ever happen? Will it ever happen? Bitch, what fantasy life is that? You do that in The Sims or something? Because when do you? (laughs) you, What time do your kids get up? Um, It really depends on the day. Alessi, like, She's in and out. She'll just come to her gate and she'll scream at five o'clock and mm. and then she'll go back to bed. And then she'll come back at six o'clock and I mean she just keeps going it. Okay. Yeah. There's no straight answer. <laughs> Love that. Um use technology for kids. Yes, a hundred percent. We're iPad parents. I am now. an iPad parent. I don't know how you motherfuckers do that screen time bullshit, but if I want my kids to sit down and shut the fuck up and they they'll do it with an iPad. Alessi has, she is a very, like, um, she's a mean girl, Alessi. She's Mila mean. Mila's a mean girl, too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I limit her screen time because of that. Like, if she starts giving me too much of an attitude, I will tell her we're not watching TV anymore. Yeah. Because she literally, it gets bad. Mm-hmm. She'll start hitting, and I'm like, we're not doing this shit. Not today. So I would, I will sit and listen to her scream. But on days where I'm like, okay, I really need a second, yeah, and like she's yeah. just too much for me. Not even necessarily she's being bad, just like I just cannot, you know. Like I just need a second. Then yeah. I'll give her, I'll put her in her room, let her watch her iPad during nap time. Because if she doesn't nap, which sometimes she like avoids her naps, I tell her like it's nap time or it's quiet time. Mm-hmm. You can play with your toys, you can watch your iPad. But you're going to sit in your fucking room, and I'm going to have a break because I need that. Yeah, Mila and Ezra, they are really, really good with the iPad, actually. Like, they'll be on it sometimes, and I'll forget they're there because they're so quiet. Um, 
but like I have navigated the iPad in a way that like I know exactly what they're doing. So like they have YouTube kids and it's completely locked down and I can go in and see what they're watching and like I've blocked some stuff so that they don't have access to it. And then like the games that are on there, it's like Kidopia. So it's like educational and yeah. like they're learning stuff while they're or they're coloring on the iPad. Like it I'm I'm not letting them have a free for all. Yeah. But it's also like if I'm going to get, like, 10 minutes of quiet, I'm going to give you this little fucking iPad because... Yeah. It's worth it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I feel like you have to do stuff like that at times to, like, keep your mental mm-hmm. sanity. Yeah. I definitely feel like I used to judge um, about screen time and, like, before having kids. Mm-hmm. And I am not really opposed to it. I, I don't think that... My kids have the iPad. Like, they rarely ever have it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not opposed to it if I need it. Because it does save my ass sometimes. (laughs) This is so stupid. Use noise-canceling earplugs. Okay, yeah, my baby is screaming his or her head off, and I've got my music in my head. My kid literally projectile (gasps) vomits, so... We're not going to do that because I don't want anyone choking. Luca will sometimes scream his head off and, like, he'll start turning colors because he, like, is screaming and, like, he doesn't know how to breathe when he's in these fits sometimes. So, like, I could yeah. not do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. No. I, that's so dumb. I, I, this says, I can use them and still be present with my family and keep them safe. And I don't really, I don't think that that. That you can do that. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think so either. I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't I don't recommend that because I just feel like that's not safe. Yeah. And you can't be... I mean, there's times when I'm not even wearing noise-canceling headphones or I any sort of hear. headphones. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're being a little quiet. Yeah. Like, I have to go check. Uh-huh. I don't think that that's logical. But um, practice preemptive self-care. I have started a gym with childcare. I think it's, like, a two-hour limit or something like that a day. We normally only go for, like, 45 minutes to an hour. My kids really like it because they can socialize and they get a new space that they don't – they're not in 24-7. Right. And I love it because I get that 45 minutes an hour to myself, Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like a bad mom because they're not there all day, and I also – get to practice self-care and it's been a game changer and when I don't go the days that I don't go I can definitely tell a difference in my patients with my kids Mm -hmm. so it's just been something that has been really important to me but also that gym membership is like $75 a month and to some people it's not feasible yeah, yeah it's not doable when I think about how many times I go to Starbucks or um, you know, just go on a shopping spree because I'm stressed out, go to Target and spend money. I'm like, it evens out, you yeah. know, um, for my family. But some people don't do that. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's whatever is in your means and whatever you can do. Yeah. For me, like my self-care, I'm really bad at keeping up with. Like me cutting my hair today was self-care for me. Like, and it's little stuff like that that really just lifts my spirits and makes me feel better about myself and my life. And As like, you should, because you look like a bad bitch. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Put down your phone. 
That's the next one. Put down your phone. So your phone is such a resource these days. Like, yeah. So like, if there's a weird rash on my kid, or like if my kid is, I don't know, just anything. Like, I'll look it up real quick. Or if my kid looks cute today, I'm gonna take a picture. Like, if they're yeah. doing something cute, I'm gonna take a picture. Or just anything. Oh, like, I, my family lives so far away that like I'm constantly on Facetime. Yeah. I have family. My aunt is in Hawaii. My mom's in Texas. Like. I'm, I constantly have – I'm talking to somebody because yeah. I don't get to see them. and Sometimes your phone is your village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't You don't feel guilty for allowing yourself to see people that are important to you. Open up a conversation in your home about it, about being – Overstimulated. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really important to have open communication with your partner and – like we said in the last episode, that doesn't always mean that it's going to help. I feel like I tried to tell my husband that I was overstimulated one time and he was like, what do you mean? I tried to tell my husband that I have anxiety and he told me it was made up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to give him some credit because when you go through nothing in your life, when you have no, tra- <laughs> when you have no trauma... <laughs> When you go through nothing in <laughs> When you have no trauma, no experience, no experience with anything like he to has do nothing that has affected him. Nothing as an adult. Yeah, I, I. He's just recently had friends that he's lost um, from suicide. But growing Young, up, younger him didn't have any any trauma. Nothing. Not that I know of. His sister is a different story. I think that they both experienced life a lot differently. CJ was very the star of the show. Mm -hmm. He played baseball. They traveled around. Mm -hmm. Everything was about him. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you asked her about her experience growing up. It would be completely different. Yeah. 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 And not to say that his parents were awful or anything like that. They did an amazing, amazing job raising them. You know, he's had nothing that he's had to go through that's been serious. So I feel like it's harder for him to see that there is anxiety in the world. There is depression. depression, And I had a horrible upbringing. I love my parents, but our relationship growing up, like, wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So it's two completely different things for him and I. And I see... That this is real life and people go through deep shit. Yeah. And he doesn't I also see that. think that men have a hard time accepting, like, mental health issues because my husband did have things that he went through that were traumatic and have affected him as an adult. And I'm like, like, don't you want closure from that? Don't you want to, like, close the door on that? He's like, I don't need closure. Like, it happened and it's over. And I'm like... But it affects you now as an adult. I also feel like, like, in society... Men are supposed to just get over it. Yeah, and mental health issues for men aren't really normalized. Women are very open about their feelings and what they go through. A lot of women are. Mm -hmm. Um, But men, I feel like, like, CJ, he said, you're going to talk about this on your podcast. And I was like, no. But the other night... Um, he cried. Like, he, he talked to me about 
the kids growing up and he cried about it yeah. and he was like we were both sick so he was like i'm a bitch when i'm sick Aww. um and i'm like no like this is good you i know? love when my husband gets vulnerable yeah and like that like i me too it opens up a whole nother mm-hmm. side of love for mm-hmm. my spouse it makes you realize like just because they're men like they have feelings too and emotions too and like so now when i'm raising my son like and it's the little things. Anytime he gets hurt, I'm like, that really hurt. Are you okay? Like, I acknowledge his feelings yeah. and try to let him know that it's okay to cry. It's okay to... I need to be better about that because I will straight up look at my kid and be like, you're fine. <laughs> I do that sometimes. But I am, I'm trying to fix that. And I will say social media taught me that, like, to not say you're fine or get over it, but to yeah. say your feelings are like to validate their feelings and say yeah I know that that hurt like my son fell down the stairs today and I laughed and I wanted to say it's okay you're fine stop crying but instead I said oh man I know that that hurt are you okay and I gave him a hug said do you want me to kiss it like just acknowledging that they have feelings and this is probably like a gentle parenting tip but I don't want my son to feel like just because he's a boy that he is not allowed to experience emotions and have his feelings invalidated. I want him to feel like he can feel things and it's okay. 100%. I think that is a good note uh, or a good segue point um, to give you guys your 60 seconds of silence. Yes. 60 seconds of silence. 60 seconds of silence. It's so hard to say that fast. 60 seconds of silence. 60 seconds of silence. 60 seconds of silence. Bye, guys. Bye.